And we're live with episode 5049 <laughs> of the Retro Slot Podcast. <laughs> Starting out great. What? Starting out great. <laughs> like, if I just said, welcome back to the Retro Slot Podcast and never mentioned the number, then that's probably what I should do moving forward, right? Like, what are we I don't know. I kind of like it. I kind of like it. Why does it even matter? Because <laughs> posterity. We're getting close to 50. We are. That's true. The nude episode, I've been told. That's <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I did not sign up for this. <laughs> you should have read the fine print in the contract, oh, Jake. Shit. <laughs> Only fans for charity. Markiplier's doing it. I guess we're getting in on it, too. Let's do it. Let's go. Y'all like hairy dudes? All right. Perfect. <laughs> And we got actually a pretty exciting episode. We got a ton of like really interesting news. A lot of it has to do with analog. So if you hate the analog news, sorry. But man, they have some interesting news. Uh, we're going to be talking about Jackie Chan's action kung fu <laughs> for the NES. Uh, which I got a uh, like spoiler, I think is a fantastic game and I can't wait to talk about it. Um, Jay, what the hell have you been up to? You've been on kind of whirlwind tour, I think, right? Yeah, I mean, since the last episode, TwitchCon, fortunately, I didn't get sick. A lot of people got COVID and stuff. Like, I... I heard TwitchCon was spine tingling this year. Yeah, rough. <laughs> <laughs> there was an accident that happened that, yeah, so that's that's news. Um. It was good. It was good to see people that I hadn't seen in years, you know, like I'd been pining for this. Uh, I, I was taking emergency every morning. <laughs> it's like, come on, immune system. Stay yeah. up. Stay up. Uh, I didn't get a lot of sleep each night. It's just kind of how I do it at cons. I stay up late. I hang out with as many people as I possibly can. Uh, we had a terrible Fogo to Chow uh, dinner that took four and a half hours. Whoa. Um, yeah. There was like, all I can say is there was a server or a, a cook that got taken out on a stretcher in an ambulance shortly after we got there. There was that's uh, okay. That's like okay, check please. <laughs> we didn't know about it until after they didn't tell us because we were in the back. Like we had a big group that were in the back. How did you find out? Farther because it was like you know they were trying to explain why the service was so shitty and why we didn't get any food and why like yeah. all this. The cook just um, died of food poisoning. Don't be alarmed, no. though. <laughs> half half the service crew had only been working there a month or less, and then they didn't have enough gauchos, which is what they, I think that's what they call the people that bring out the skewers and they chop them. Oh, in. yeah, sure. So, like, you're supposed to get 15 or 14 different pieces, types of meat, you know. The last time we went three years ago, it was amazing. It was incredible. Same exact spot. This place, we got, like, eight out of the 15 meats and we didn't get the better stuff like filet mignon didn't come out like the ribs a whole bunch of other stuff hadn't come out oh, and lame. they kept coming over and they're like is everything okay can we bring no, out anything? i'm like it yes, is not this, okay this 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 this, this, this. <laughs> as respectful as possible right like i wasn't a dick but yeah um it it was bad um it took an hour and a half for us to get our checks and get out of there they told me that uh, there was a group of six that left a little early. They told me that none of them paid. I was like, that's not right. And they eventually came back. They're like, oh, no, they paid. But then they didn't like pay for any of their drinks. Or I was like, fuck it. Here's $60 to cover that. I just want to get out of here. And then I Wait, you paid for card. another group's drinks? 
it was like sixty dollars. It was was, was it just were they connected to you in some way? Yeah, I had invited. I was the one who like oh. organized the whole group, so I felt responsible. Um, yeah, and we got out of there. We walked half mile to go to Hard Rock, and then I realized immediately upon trying to order a drink that I forgot my card back at Fogo oh. and they had already closed. So I'm like, I'm like basically like speed walking back. I call them. Fortunately, they pick up. They're like, yeah, we have your card here. Oh, but it was good. like a half an hour of walking there, walking back, and then I was like, I need a drink. Yeah. It was a fun experience with friends because it was like trauma by association, you know, like we we're bonding over just shitty. I hear you. Yeah. The the servers, you know, they were like really apologetic. They, you know, they understood that it was a subpar experience and stuff. And I was just like, I'm a little frustrated that we are paying full price plus extra for those drinks that probably got charged twice for subpar service. You know, it's um, a weird time we live in, right? Because there's not enough servers to go around for all the restaurants. Yeah, but that puts extra strain on the servers that are there, right? Because all the customers are angry, yeah, that they're not getting the service that they remember pre-COVID. So it's just yeah. a fucked up situation in every direction. I was trying to not be like angry outwards towards the service folk, but um, yeah, there was a small, there was a dude that had been brought as a plus one that I didn't know. Uh, that was like he was, uh, he was like not having it he's like i will burn this place to the ground yeah Where's man that's the energy shit? you want to bring what the fuck <laughs> yeah i was like i was like i don't know this guy it's fine Dude, i hate that guy <laughs> my yeah, he was one of my yeah. best friends growing up his mother was that guy like oh, the no. smallest issue at all when you're going out to a restaurant she would blow the fuck up and then like be cursing out the whole wait staff and then call for a manager. It's like, oh my god, they're definitely spitting our food now. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that was that experience. But overall, it was a fun TwitchCon. Saw yeah. a lot of people. And then this last weekend was Fortnite Retro Game Expo, which, for better or for worse, um, I decided that I wanted it to be an adventure with my son and I. Oh, nice. So uh six-year-old, like just big adventure. He wanted to take the light rail, so we took the train. Um, and we just made it a big big adventure. It was like a five or six hour day. And we got there and um he didn't really care about the vendors, obviously. He's like, When when we're gonna go home? He's like, he's looking for stuff for him. I ended up spending more money on stuff for him than I did for myself. Mm -hmm. Um, found some cool little trinkets and toys and stuffed animals and stuff. Uh it was the first time he ever got to play pinball which was super fun How and he? uh he's six six but i mean like when would we have played pinball during COVID and all that stuff so not gonna uh, happen where would yeah, you even find a pinball some, machine right he got to play some arcade <laughs> machines he really liked pinball and he actually killed it like he beats the some high scores that like adults couldn't oh do. really yeah it was pretty awesome um I did get one game, which I'll talk about. I was going to go back on Sunday and I had talked to somebody and he was interested. He was showing interest in like buying some of my sealed games that I don't really care about. He mm -hmm. never ended up getting back to me. I thought about taking my Mario Brothers to the Heritage Auctions to drop it off. But I did. Uh, I was going to go Sunday and like take a bunch of cash and like wheel and deal and buy them. Like, but I do I really want to go spend like a thousand dollars right now? Is that. So I decided not to go. I like forced myself not to go Sunday. Yeah. By myself. Okay. Interesting. But we still had a good time. There's a lot of stuff there. A lot it, of stuff. Are you are you being careful of what you spend because of like 
rumors of impending like financial crisis coming up? Well, you know, things are a little tight right now. It's mostly mm -hmm. recovering from summer. We did some trips over the summer and had to dip into our savings a bit. So that didn't feel good. Um, just trying to kind of recover on that. And the Twitch stuff. I mean, I've never thought of Twitch as being a forever plan. So, sure. you know, if if it implodes, then we'll figure it out and we'll be fine. But it's more just, I don't know, trying to be responsible, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> after the last year or two of how much I've, I've poured into time and money wise into the collection. Yeah. I just keep hearing about like a recession coming, a recession's coming, a recession's coming. Maybe we're already in a recession and then like oil prices are going to go back up and all this and all that. And I'm like, yeah, maybe it's a good time to be saving money, not spending money. Yeah. Although I just spent a bazillion dollars on a RTX 4090, and oh. you know, like I am not the uh, the model of uh, wise spending habits. That's for sure. Yeah, I mean, I, just... uh, I I don't know if I told you about the savings bonds that we had yes, rolled did, over yeah. into the education account. That went down twenty percent already in like two months. Oh, really? So the government's taking money out of my kids' education fund. Mm. Come on, typical government. Thanks, Obama. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> no i yeah we're we're all right but it's yeah i think uh probably a little bit of that pressure is is hitting us i think yeah i also wonder if video game pricing is going to come down a bit now it that the been. pandemic it is over been. yeah okay slowly but it has been for sure it, it, it would make sense right the pandemic is over people have a little less time to spend obsessing over ebay auctions mm -hmm. you know the really people rare stuff is a lot still more going up yeah. The really rare stuff is still going up, but the more like like the Pokemon and like the N64 games, like Donkey Kong Country, stuff like that is coming down. That's good. Uh, but anyways, that was a long uh, <laughs> that was a long story. How was your two weeks, Briar? Uh, pretty good, pretty good. Uh, everything was going pretty well until this morning when I went to the dentist and I found out the last time I was there, I made two appointments for one day. I made an appointment to get two cavities filled and two front teeth too. Like right in the front. Oh, Past um, briar fucked present briar. Right. And while I'm here, I might as well get a teeth cleaning done, right? Two birds, one stone. So I was basically like laying in that chair for, I think it was around three and a half hours. I'm not exactly sure because, you know, you're, you know your mouth is like wide open and you're just so uncomfortable. And I don't know if you get this, but my neck hurts from like pushing my head like back tense. against. Yeah, you're the tense. Yeah, like I just yeah. want to get away from that dentist. It's like I don't know if you have this when you climb a ladder, your toes hurt because you're trying to like grab the ladder with your toes. Even though I you don't go on ladders. What do you mean? That's a smarter idea. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so that was stressful, and then I had a photo shoot today, and a, that was I don't know. I'm glad to be doing this instead of something else right now. That's right, honestly. I think the worst part for the dentist for me is keeping your mouth open. And then they put like the cotton yeah. stuff in your mouth to just like suck all the moisture out. So you're just sitting yeah. there like, ah, 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 and then they start asking you questions. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck, dude? <laughs> so like, how have you been? <laughs> My old oh, okay. dentist yeah, was awesome. He had a TV mounted to the ceiling. So you were just oh, okay. watching, oh. and he would give you the remote too. Dope. So you could just sit there and watch like whatever you wanted while he was... You're still uncomfortable, but at least you're not like staring at a light bulb. You know what I mean? Yeah, dentist porn, great. Yeah, but this dude, he wasn't even talking to me. He was talking to his assistant about this awful procedure they had done the day before, where they had pulled like half of some woman's jaw out, 
and they were describing it in graphic fucking detail. It's exactly what you want to be hearing in that moment. Unpleasant. Unpleasant. Uh, but yeah. I get the cavities <laughs> filled. That's good. On your I, front uh, teeth? Yeah, my two front your... teeth. How do they fill cavities on the front teeth? Well, they first they you know they bore it out and then they put the goop in there and then I think it's like a UV activated goop that like hardens yeah, it. They, yeah, they do the yeah. And then they but it wasn't a root it out. It was just a cavity. No, just a little cavity. Just a little cavities. Yeah. I have a the. If you ever notice anybody that's ever seen a picture of me, I have one front tooth that's longer than the other because I had oh, yeah. a root canal on the, on the shorter one when I was a kid. Oh, and it yeah, I never got it like recapped or anything to be the same size. Oh. Yeah, I looked yeah, like that, Lloyd Christmas from Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> it was like it was screwed up like at an angle. It was like exactly the same. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I'm not, not going to talk about Dennis anymore because I'm sure it's triggering people. <laughs> <laughs> oh god it's the worst uh we got a ton of fucking news though this week we do, we it's, do. it's big news i thought too like i was like kind of blown away by the news mm-hmm. oh but first discussion topic oh yeah right all right jay what's your favorite ice cream flavor i this is a tough one for me really First of all, I like vanilla as a base over chocolate or strawberry or anything like okay. that. You're vanilla right. has more possibilities. <laughs> um, I've always been a big fan of like Butterfinger Ooh. or Heath or Reese's, like that kind of stuff in ice cream. You like the Blizzard, um, the Dairy Queen Blizzard? Heath Butterfinger Blizzard is my go-to. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that's good stuff. And uh, I mean, I haven't had chocolate chip cookie dough in a while, but that used to be my favorite when I was a kid. That's a good one. But I, I'd say probably if I had to choose one. Probably Butterfinger. I mean, Butterfinger, Butterfinger. just tastes so good. So vanilla ice cream. ice cream with Butterfinger crushed up yeah. next in. Yeah. I I yeah. also refer to vanilla ice cream as plain. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, it's meant to be an insult. <laughs> <laughs> but it's delicious. What do you mean? I was pretty I, upset actually when Wendy's took the vanilla frosty way. They now it's just they don't have a vanilla frosty anymore. Not right now. I think it's just for a short amount of time. But they basically oh. took all the vanilla frosty and they put strawberry syrup in it and they shook it up and that's that's what you got now. Oh okay. It's like strawberry milk almost. I like chocolate ice cream better than vanilla ice cream. Really? Yeah. And my favorite ice cream is probably chocolate ice cream with like peanut butter kind of swirled into okay. it. Okay. Yeah. That's pretty good. But. I don't actually love ice cream that much. Like, it's not my go-to dessert choice. And, like, I I probably only eat it probably once a year. And that's only because somebody else is eating it. And I just feel like, well, what am I going to do? Stand here while they're eating ice cream? Who are you? <laughs> like, what do you eat with, like, fruit pie or something? Like, uh, I'd rather pie. just have two pieces of fruit pie than a piece of fruit pie and ice cream. What? Like, if I'm going to spend the calorie budget on dessert, I'd rather have two pieces of apple pie than one piece of apple pie and vanilla ice cream. This or, is as I like to call it, plain. This is unacceptable. <laughs> I need I need the opinions of, like, the entire DCP team on this one. Yeah, well, they're already I mean, mad at me because I don't like French fries, so... You're gonna get you're gonna get a lot of agreement. 
Have you ever tried French fries with vanilla ice cream? Or I have. Or yes, I have. And that is pretty good. You dip the French fries in a frosty. Yeah. But that's like... It's like fried ice cream almost. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, pretty, that's pretty good, actually. The salty, sweet, crunchy. Oh, delicious. Yeah, that is. That's fun. Frosties are good, but I don't think they qualify as ice cream. <laughs> it's malted milk yeah. or whatever. There's the the vanilla maybe some chocolate. berry in there. Hard to tell. <laughs> Delicious is what it is. The uh the vanilla chocolate swirl was my favorite just because like I don't know what oh, it yeah. is about the vanilla with the chocolate together on one spoon. Soft serve. Well, like the frosty or soft serve yeah, or whatever, yeah. but for some reason that dichotomy of or like that mixture of chocolate with vanilla yeah. is way better tasting than just chocolate or vanilla by itself. I don't know why. Yeah. Straight. I used to like the the soft serve twist, the chocolate and the vanilla twist, mm -hmm. and then they turn it upside down, a cone upside down, and dip it in like a cherry candy thing, and it oh. come out with like a hard Fruit? candy shell. Oh, oh, chocolate it's good. shell, yes. Fruit shell, no, thank you. Oh man, don't you don't like, like the fruit. fruit shell? What are you? Not. Uh, oh, I mean, I'm sure it would be all right, but <laughs> <laughs> they they have that stuff at Dairy Queen, right? Like the dips. I think so. I haven't been in years. Last time I was there was after a baseball game I took my kids to. The, the blizzards are still the best. Blizzards are good. They McFlurries really are. cannot compete. I'm sorry. Like McFlurries oh. are good in a pinch, but they can't compete. I've never been to a McDonald's with a McFlurry machine that was working, so I wouldn't know. <laughs> Ice cream machines down. <laughs> yeah. That's like, it's funny. I think there's like a story there too where all the ice cream machines are owned by a company and they like, it's an agreement where if something breaks, they have to call that technician for that company to come fix it. It's like not oh, something really? that they can fix in house. If I remember correctly, I might be I might be incorrect, but that's what I that's why a lot of that stuff they're down because they have to like call the per like you know. I've heard something similar thing. to that effect. Also, that like maintenance and cleaning isn't done very regularly on those machines, as well as the coffee machines at McDonald's, like with the the foamy latte kind of stuff smile yeah not good not foamy good. latte not from the milk no there's no dairy in there <laughs> uh but sometimes you just want a, a really sugary iced coffee from mcdonald's it's, i don't know it's like a dollar everybody a keeps dollar. telling me mcdonald's coffee's gotten a lot better i haven't had one since the it's, 90s i don't think and it was so fucking foul that i never went back it's not the coffee. It's the, the, the syrup or the sweet stuff that they put in. I mean, it's delicious, but it's just sugar, you know? Yeah. Sugar turns <clears throat> out tastes great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine. News. News. There's big news. Yes. <laughs> As Briar sits back, Jay got the uh, analog. Analog <laughs> brought three big stories out for anybody who's like wanting analog updates and stuff you know they don't give us updates all that often so no, they don't <laughs> and this was like yesterday they announced this or the day before yesterday it was like within yeah. the last couple of days so for anybody who has a pocket pre-order i.e briar and also the person who won the pocket from the uh giveaway that we had done for retro yeah. slot that update. dude's totally forgotten about that <laughs> i don't remember what country he lives in but it is not america and i got an updated oh like your pre-order is coming soon, so they're going to get a pocket in the mail in the next couple of months and be like, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, 
95% of all open pre-orders, groups B and C, will ship before the end of 2022, which is... 95%, but not 100%. I'm curious, like, what's the cutoff there? Is there <laughs> I a don't know. B? I don't know. Is I mean, they say groups B and C, 95% of open pre-orders, B and C. So is there... Yeah, you must. there must be a group D that's not going to be Within the last yeah. couple of weeks or month or something. I, I um, had to go... When I read this news, I had to go back and look for my pre-order email that had my... And it's B, yeah. So I'm yeah. I'm hoping to finally get this thing because, Christmas. man, now that they've announced the cores, like the open cores for it, like this, the utility on this thing has gone through the roof, and I can't wait mm -hmm. to get it. Mm -hmm. But phew, it's been a long wait. And uh, also, second piece of news that I'm mega excited about because I've been waiting for however long because I, I, you know, I got my pocket pretty early. Yeah. Uh, but the the cartridge adapters had just they didn't really give us any news on the on the other ones other than Game Gear. Pre-orders yeah. will be available next or actually it's this Friday, the 21st for $99 for all three cores or uh all three adapters and I actually need to confirm. It's the Turbo Graphics PC Engine adapter, um the Neo Geo Pocket adapter and I'm trying to remember what the third one is. Do you remember? Uh, Neo Geo Pocket. Right uh, no, I don't remember. Was Atari Lynx. Atari, Atari Lynx is the third one. So for $99 for all three, which is not bad. It's $33 a pop. I mean, obviously, with shipping, you're probably going to spend $175 because shipping is outrageous. It's, it's probably more like $130. But still. I was a bit disappointed about this one, honestly, because they had announced that these would be sold separately. Like you buy the TurboGrafx version by itself right. for yeah. 30 bucks. Yeah. And that was kind of a bummer because now if I want the Turbo Graphics one, which I do, I have to buy the Atari Lynx and the Neo Geo Pocket, which I don't really care about. Those are just that's just plastic that's gonna sit on my shelf forever because my advice? Sell it. Sell the other ones separately on eBay. Yeah, that's probably the way to do it. So get on um, these early because they but probably I, I was bummed that out. I have to buy these and not and I don't care about it. I'd rather just buy the Turbo Graphics ones. Yeah. It is it is kind of a bummer, but at least they're coming. Yeah. Um, and then the third piece of news for anybody who's waiting, who's been waiting, because it's been a year or two now, the Super NT and the Mega SG are getting one final run. And when they say final run, analog doesn't fuck around. They don't pussyfoot. No. The only, uh, so I'll, I'll finish this. Sorry. Next Friday, October 28th for $199, the final run of the Super NT and the Mega SG. They say final run. Um, but my question is sometimes they'll say final run and then they'll like make an updated version or something later. They did that with the, the NT, right? The Nintendo right. NT. So that's the only thing. Like, will they actually stop producing these long run? My hope is that they are like, they're looking at the future and saying, okay, 1080p isn't going to be enough in the future. What we're really going to want is 4K, right? 4K output out of these. So like, let's let's do one final batch of this before we redesign it with like a larger FPGA or something. Yeah, and that's my they hope would because never... it'd suck if they just stopped selling these things because they're really good. Like, right. if you want to play cartridges on modern machines in on high def TVs, this is the best way to do it. I mean, and the other way is to is horrible. No, it's a great price. I think it's a great price for what what the machine is. The other way to do it is much more expensive, which is to buy an original hardware like uh, a, a original Super Nintendo, which is not expensive. But you got to figure out which is the best version of the Super Nintendo 
that you're going to use, you really want to find probably a one chip, right? Super, no, you probably want to find a two chip. I, I don't even know. You got to do your own research on that one because I forgot. I did my research. I got the one I wanted and I've forgotten. <laughs> but then you got to figure out a way to like plug that thing into your TV, a modern TV, which is not cheap. You know, like you're looking at a, a, probably a, at least a couple hundred dollars worth of cables and, you know, like a retro tank or you know something like it gets complicated quick the these analog devices are so easy you just plug them in hdmi and and you can download cores that have like you know uh nes atari you know whatever right yeah it's and a bummer and, these and are going be, away right it would be real bad business on their part to be like we're coming out with an updated version in the future like they would never do that because then nobody would buy this one you know so who knows? Yeah. I don't know. I hope they come out with an updated version in the future. Like, right. I, I don't want this to be like the last, the last of these ever. Like, I'd love to see like a Super NT that has 4K output. I would, I would upgrade for sure. We don't. Um, last piece of analog news is more arcade cores coming to the analog pocket as well. Yeah, sweet. So I know that Briar's super excited about that. And this is just like, I feel like this is just the beginning. At some point, all the cords are going to be available. And um, my question is, and this is for the pocket, excuse me, specifically. Yeah. The, the arcade stuff. Like, is there a limitation to the cores? Like, will there be cores that are not available? Yeah, definitely there will be cores. Like, eventually, I think um, with the Mr., the guy who's doing, uh, he did CPS 1 and CPS 2, the Street Fighter. For the Street Fighter stuff, he's currently working on CPS three, and he thinks that for the Mister, that's probably the limit. The Mister is a lot more powerful than the the cores on the po pocket, the FPGA on the pocket. So, my guess is like somewhere in the mid nineties is going to be the max. You know, but still, like have all that stuff in the palm of your hand, run it natively. That's all. <laughs> that's amazing. You know, like this thing is awesome. I can't wait to get one. Yeah. Hopefully yours is not one that's like busted. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm throwing that out there. He's gonna message me and be like, "You motherfucker! <laughs> you cursed you had my, to say something. You cursed my pocket." This company, man, like it, it. They're so confusing. Like they seem to be allergic to like making like millions of dollars. You know, like they. Yeah. Why don't they just like get make this stuff and like keep it in stock? Like the Super NT and the Mega SG. Like, why would you discontinue that? I don't I don't understand. The, the NT Mini makes a little more sense because that thing was milled out of, like, a solid piece of aluminum. And, it, you know, it cost $500 at a time where, you, you know, they seem to be trans transitioning over to these smaller plastic devices like the Super NT. But now I'm completely confused. Maybe they, maybe they just figure that the, the pocket is their future. But they're still planning on making the Turbo Duo, right? Again, no news on that, which you no would have news. thought with this yeah. update there had that there'd be some kind of update. But the fact they're coming out with the it's funny, like they're coming out with the adapter for TurboGrafx 16 for the pocket, yeah. but they're supposed to be coming out with a TurboGrafx 16 PC engine con like two years ago they announced it. Almost yeah. to the day. And they were said it was coming out this year. But did they? Yeah, I think their website still has it listed for twenty twenty two. Well, 
running out of 2022. All right. Well, we'll see. I'm excited. I mean, I, I still love this stuff. I try to be patient, you know, with all the stuff going on, but it's tough. No communication is tough in, in this day and age yeah. when companies don't communicate. It's it's like we're all like, you know, the worst case scenario in our heads, like they're just going to disappear. It's all gone. This company makes such awesome stuff, but man, the communication is so bad. Like, it's, yeah, and they just move at the at snail's pace. Yeah. Uh, did you see the Super Mario Bros. movie trailer? Of course I saw it. <laughs> What'd you think? Well, I, the whole first half of the trailer, I was way on board with, with like the penguins. Oh, yeah. And uh, Bowser looks amazing. Bowser. Yeah, he mm -hmm. sounds amazing with Jack Black voice in him. Like, I'm way into it. Uh, and then Mario, I thought Mario looked pretty good. And uh, The no-ass Mario? Yeah, <laughs> cakeless Mario. <laughs> 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 there's no dump in that trunk mm -mm. um but i mean i thought it looked good it looked like you know it looks like a kid's movie that might hopefully have like some enough jokes for the adults that we're not sure. bored with it right sure um i know a lot of people got real upset about chris pratt's voice but in this day and age i don't know you want to go like full italian it's to me yeah you know like yeah. I, I don't know that you really want to do that this day and age so to me it, it kind of actually makes sense that they're gonna choose you know something a little less ethnic sure, sure. <laughs> I, I mean i'm i'm expecting this to kind of be like a sonic movie because i i enjoyed the sure. sonic movies like they're good and the kids like them um and i think that's kind of where this is gonna go it's, that's the vibe that i get from this yeah um but it is fully cgi so yeah I don't know. I think everything about it looks pretty good to me. Like, yeah. I, I know that not I, not everybody agrees with that opinion. There's a lot of speculation for sure. Everybody's but, like, it's a me, Mario. It's like he didn't even say it. You can't speculate. You yeah. Know, maybe he can pull it off. Who knows? Also, let's fucking remember this is a kid's movie. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's, it's like, how bad can it be compared to the Mario Brothers movie we got as kids? I, it's we still got loved. to be better. <laughs> we still loved like who didn't no, love that movie? Did not love that movie. Listen, that movie was listen, garbage. You were old when it came out. <laughs> I was Damn, a young Jay. kid. I was a young kid, and I I had hopes and dreams in my eyes until they got ripped away, and I loved it. That, that may, maybe we are experiencing. My kids like the new Star Wars movies, not the new new ones, but like the the prequels. Because they're the Star Wars that they grew up with, right? Mm -hmm. But for me, I'm like, that's just a bad movie. It's not a good movie. Like, there's, there's, but you know, if you grew up with that, then it's good. Maybe we're experiencing a similar divide. I was old enough to see a bad movie when I saw one, whereas <laughs> you were young enough to just see Mario on the big screen, and that was good. Yeah. Mario with his brother, drunk. You know, I didn't care. I didn't know that. That is a funny. They were shit faced like, the entire <laughs> making of that movie because they knew they were making a bad movie. <laughs> Bob Hoskins well, and, yeah. and uh, what's his name? John Leguizamo. Yeah, they were both shit house. Like during the entire making of that movie. Uh, it's a great. There's, I think there's like a documentary on that movie too. Or at least yeah, bits and pieces. It's great. I don't know. I loved it. What did you think of the trailer? Did you like it? Yeah, I, I thought it was it gave me Sonic, not not horrifying Sonic vibes, but like good yeah. Sonic vibes. Which, I was thinking to myself, know. man, if Nintendo had a modern console, Mario would look great. Yeah, right. 
like look how good it looks you know it's like going back two weeks when we saw the uh the ray tracing mario 64 yeah or whatever super mario game yeah dope what do you think uh community did you like the trailer tag us yeah all right uh i figured you'd enjoy this you can play game boy games on the steam deck i actually have one of these things and i can't wait to try it this is the uh well you don't have to have the um whatever it's the called epilogue it? game epilogue. boy operator yeah so this is you, you don't okay but they put out I think you can just load roms they put out uh, software specifically for the Steam Deck, so you can now just plug in your. So the Epilogue is a device that it it's just like this little thing, this little dock that sits on your desk and it has a USB out that you can plug Game Boy, Game Boy Advance cartridge, Game Boy Advance, yeah, Game Boy Advance as well, cartridges into, and they they had an emulator that would work for your PC, so it just you can play your games on a PC, or you could use this thing to dump ROMs, right? Mm-hmm. And now it works with a Steam Deck, which is dope. Like, what a nice little extra feature. Nice. Plug it in. Yeah. It's just nerdy enough that I like it. I wanted to try it before the show, and I just didn't have a chance. It looks like you basically just have to hook up the USB to the Steam Deck. Yeah. The only thing about the epilogue, I think the main use for me, if I were to get one, would be, excuse me, to back up save files. Mm -hmm. Because otherwise what's really the use for it because it's just loading roms yes right it's not but like it's loading a, your rom <laughs> you know and that might not make a difference to you but it makes a difference to some people sure, you know sure, what i mean sure. it's my rom for my game that's the same exact rom as everybody else has but it's yours yes and it's legal like 100 percent legal true true I think it's yep. I think it's a neat little device. It's really cheap too. I think it was like fifty bucks or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's fifty bucks. Yeah, as long I mean, as long as it holds up, it's definitely a solid. And the backup save thing is huge, especially for people with like old Pokemon games or games that the yeah. battery's dying, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, it's a big deal. Yeah, it is. It's cool. It, it, like that's just cool extra functionality that you can now hook it up to a Steam Deck. Sure. Uh, we talked about Chris Scullion recently, I feel like, and he had come that out with the dirty. virtual boy. Oh, 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 geez. Uh, <laughs> the N64 encyclopedia has, uh, I think it's available. Is it available for pre-order? Or you might be able to just buy it straight up. Um, $40 for the N64. Oh, it's pre-order December, December 8th. That's when it says. It's okay. Be and it's the, the same guy who did like the SNES, the NES. I think he did a virtual boy one. Uh, or something, but he's done quite a few. They're really good reads. Uh, the hard book, the hardcover books are pretty dope. They're huge. So, oh, he has done quite work. a few of them. Yeah, he looks like spitting them out. Yeah. And it goes over like all the games, and there's quite a few games in the N64 library, like 600 and some odd. I think, or wait, there's not that many. That seems like a lot for the N64. I thought it was like, oh, actually, I thought it was like two hundred something. Three hundred eighty-eight. My bad. I was thinking. I was thinking NES. NES has six hundred something. NES only has six hundred something. Uh, North American licensed games. Yes, it's like six sixty or six eighty. Okay. God, it seemed like so many when I was a kid. Yeah. Right. 
A lot of them are obscure too. Like the one we're going to talk about in a little bit. Yeah, that's true. I love video game books. Like I love these encyclopedias. They're so fun to like page through and like learn about, learn about this stuff. Mm -hmm. And like, if you're not the kind of person who wants to have a shelf full of uh, N64 games, like this is almost as good because you get a lot of what you would out of like looking at the box art and like looking at the covers and like that kind of stuff out of these things. I, I really like them. Yes, I agree. I have the NES and the SNES ones. And they're I good. Pick this one up. Yeah. Cool. Uh, to 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 update, there's 678 North American games plus the two championship games and it says a total of 716 known licensed games the other 36 were released outside of the u.s yeah the, the only reason i knew that is because i've seen documentaries of people like trying to hunt the entire collection kind of stuff yeah so they usually talk about it that that's always fascinating because they always come down to like a few like those really expensive right. super rare games where everybody knows where all the known copies are so you basically have to negotiate with somebody who has it and knows exactly what it's worth. Stadium events or something like that. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, I'm going to pre-order this because $39.99 for this looks like a good deal. And I, don't, I actually don't have like a breadth of knowledge about the N64. There's some catalog. good There's some good titles and so there's some really obscure stuff too. Yeah. I mean, you can get this on um, Amazon. I own, I own quite a few of the like rare sought after ones, but I don't own one of them. I don't own Super Bowling, which is like a seven or eight hundred dollar game, um, and I'm, I believe that was a blockbuster only title, as was Sculptor's Cut, which I do own. Um, yeah, the 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 blockbuster only titles are always interesting to me. Yeah, moving forward, two games have an anniversary now or coming up: Mortal Kombat's turning thirty and Mega Man's turning thirty-five. Interesting. Is Mortal Kombat going to get a 30th anniversary collection? They have not said specifically, uh, but about there, there's some speculation that there might be some kind of special game in the works. There has been for like 10 years, though. <laughs> True. I, I really would like them to release a modern like combat collection with 2Ks, to be clear. With that has like the original arcade games on it, like one, two, three, and then it'd be nice to get like, you know, some of the weird stuff like Sub Zero. What was it called? Like Sub Zero Adventures. Oh, the N sixty four game. Um, yeah, like when they started Sub-Zero like Chronicles, kinda, Chronicles, something like that. I don't, I don't remember. Um, like some of the weird stuff, and then like some of those three D games from the early days would be fun to just get in a collection. You know, like that you could play on the Switch or you know PS five or something. It'd be fun to get something like that because there's nothing modern out there that you can like legally play that stuff. Sure, you, you're kind of really. Kombat. Go ahead. I was just gonna say it's called Mortal Kombat at Mythologies Sub Zero. It's the okay. N64 game. It's also it's PlayStation. not a good game, but it'd be fun to just go back and like take a look at it, right? Sure. Just for for but it's fun to play. It's still fun to play those original, like three or four games. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah. And. Posty. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, I never successfully got toasty. Ever. No? No. Because you're supposed to like hit select when you see it, right? I was always too slow. Yeah? Yeah. What happens if you hit select? I think you get like a special character or something. Oh, really? Is it yeah. Noob Sabot? 
might be. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know anything about this. <laughs> I I really liked uh, the original Mortal Kombat when it came out in Genesis. I still remember Mortal Monday uh, as if it was yesterday. Uh, me and my friends were waiting. Mortal to get that Monday. Game. Mortal Monday game came out on a Monday. They advertised it very very heavily. Interesting. And they had a kid run out into the middle of the street and scream out Mortal Kombat, and then they just put the ad up. You know, Mortal Kombat's coming home, Genesis, Super Nintendo, and this is coming out on a Monday, Mortal Monday. Dope. Very exciting. I've never heard that term in my life. Oh, well. (laughs) You should bring more Mortal Mondays into your life. Yeah, right? (laughs) I feel like every Monday is a Mortal Monday. That's right. You just should scream (laughs) it at the top of your lungs every Monday. (laughs) Mortal Monday! (laughs) I feel very mortal on Mondays, yes. Uh, the Mega Man Collection, Rockman 30th, 35th anniversary. There's a shirt that you can buy. I think it's just in Japan, though. It's like 45 bucks uh, via the Rockman Center, it looks like, oh. uh, which is pretty cool. I don't know if they're coming out with any special games for this either. I feel like it's just... But they've just recently done like a bunch yeah, of collections. Collection. Of, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's there's definitely not a lack of Mega Man collections you can buy. No. And they're recent for the PS4 and Switch. Yeah. Like they did the full set of I think all the Mega Man's and the Mega Man X's for the for the Switch and PS4. And they are not expensive. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Very cheap. Like bargain great. bin titles, which is wild. Perfect. Go pick them up, you know? Like you yeah. get to that's a lot of cool gaming. Ten to twenty bucks. Lots of Mega Man games. I don't think I have I might go pick them up, honestly, because I yeah. think it'd be nice to have them in the collection. Mega Man is one of those games where I have a love-hate relationship with it. Like, I love Same. the style. I love the characters. I love the gameplay. But fuck, they're hard. They are hard. You basically have to memorize them to beat them. Yeah. But it's a great character. It's an iconic character. And they are fun. They play extremely tight and fun. Mm-hmm. Did you ever uh, hear or play the game D? No. No, I, I get scared on horror games, Jay. So I, I stay away from them. I just love the name of the game. It is good. D, just the letter D. Um, so it's getting a physical re-release from Limited Run going to 3DO and PC. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Perfect. Physical 3DO game. Just what we need. You have a 3DO? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, well. I'm not getting <laughs> that's, one. That's not story. You can get this, will probably, this will probably be worth a bunch of money in 20 years, right? This edition of this game. I don't know. Maybe. The 3DO version, maybe? Maybe. Who knows? Is the current? Let me. The, three, the 3DO game you can buy complete in box. You can buy brand spanking new sealed for under $100, right? Well, okay. Maybe not because that's from five years ago. Under 50 bucks for a complete copy on 3DO right now. How much do you think this is going to cost? Uh, more than 50 bucks. <laughs> you could just buy the original. Yeah. I, I, Limited Run does this sometimes. Is they re-release a game that is not... They did it with Battletoads, like, this year, right? Is Remember they did a Battletoads NES cart? Did they? Yeah. The, I think the only difference between it and the very common original is that it had green plastic instead of gray plastic on the cartridge. Okay. I mean, a complete copy of Battletoads is, like, 150 bucks for NES. Yeah, but a loose copy... Like 20, 25. Yeah. 
don't know. They do it's this. weird. Yeah. It's buying buying a new old game that's the same price or more expensive. It's just yeah, it's a weird that's a weird thing. But it's not for me, but hey, if you're into it. Yeah. It's all you. I mean there are limited run collectors that are trying to get like all the limited run stuff. Good luck. That's true. That and there, some of those are really expensive. Yes. Uh, I did actually buy one. I bought the NES cartridge of Shadow of the Ninja. Shadow of the Ninja? Right, right. But that was cheaper. That was cheaper. And the Shadow of the Ninja is like a $50-60 cart. Yeah, and it, so that that was kind of nice and it you know, it came with the box and everything. Mm-hmm. I saw but one I don't of those expected to be collector. Right. I saw one of those limited run boxes at the Retro Game Expo, and I saw the side because it looked exactly like the NES game. I picked it up. I was like, oh, they have a complete copy of Shadow of the Ninja limited run. Mm. I'm going to put that back because it was like it looked kind of beat up like an old NES game, too. Oh, really? And they had it priced. It was like $100. I was like, no. I was like, no, thank you. But yeah, I don't have a complete copy of that. So yeah, I just bought it because I wanted to play the game on an actual NES. Right, right. Uh, this was, I thought this was a cool little picture. So for those who don't know, the earliest NES games were all just black boxes with the kind of the little uh, geometry cutout window type thing of the gameplay and stuff. And it was superimposed on the black box. Apparently Zelda and Punch-Out originally were going to be black box games. And there's a picture from Martin Lindell on Twitter. Shit, look at that. Of like the earliest concepts of Zelda and Punch-Out with those black boxes because like slalom pro wrestling and volleyball or did volleyball it was volleyball an actual nes game but anyways so pro wrestling and slalom for sure were black box games and that's exactly what they looked like but uh you can see a picture of zelda and if you zoom in he's like smiling which i thought was kind of funny oh look at that yeah yeah there is a volleyball yeah there's a volleyball black box game i don't own that one yet um and i so. actually love the punch out cover it's it's With, glass, that glass Joe, Joe? Or whatever his yeah name is. yeah which and it's interesting because mike tyson's not mentioned on this so this must have been before the mike tyson deal right and i mean they re-released punch out as a not mike tyson version too after that license that's right With you mr. know dream. Away. yeah mr dream it's interesting they would choose that picture of glass joe because that does not say like this is an exciting boxing game no, to me. he looks like that's he's, he's just like a frightened <laughs> frightened dude on the cover <laughs> You think that they have like Little Mac on there or something, or like you know, Bald Bull, or like you know, like yeah, 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 yeah. You know, E-Hon- Piston Honda, somebody like cool looking. Even, this dude, even King Hippo, King Hippo. Yeah, King Hippo would have been perfect, right? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this guy early concept terrified. Hard. Yeah, but this is actually fascinating, and the Legend of Zelda one is really neat too because, like, it's got the bat like kind of like flying out of the screen. Looks like, like I'm glad they went with, with the Zelda one. Yeah, I'm glad they went where they went, but it's interesting to see what like the initial. This shows I like more... those black box, black boxes. Yeah, they're same. cool. I have a lot of them. <laughs> I, yeah, I own. I have like multiples because there's like eleven or ten different prints of all of them too. So I, you know, if I find a different print one, then I'll keep that. But this one with Zelda, it shows more of a realistic version of what the game actually looks like as opposed to what was released. Because the one that was released is the gold box with the like the seal on it or like the shield or whatever. Um, obviously, you can see the game screens on the back of the box, but if you don't have the back of the box, you just see the picture, then you don't really get a sense of what the game is. But everybody knows what Zelda is. 
now. Yeah. Now, you know? but at, you know, at the time, it was a pretty revolutionary game. I'd never seen anything like it. Right. You know, it, it was it, it it was a mind blowing game. I I played it at a, a friend of my father. He had it, and we we're like, vi- my father was visiting, so like this dude just like set me up with his Nintendo. Said, "Here, play this." And <laughs> it was Zelda, and I was like, "I don't know what the fuck's going on here." Like uh, games I had played so far on the NES included Super Mario Brothers and Excite Bike, and that's it. Those are fun games. Those are fun games, but Zelda is like a different fucking kind of game. Oh yeah, you know, like you're you're just like left alone in the world to explore with like no direction. I immediately went home and like started begging my mother for that game. (laughs) (laughs) Like I got it for that Christmas, and like were you a teenager at that point? No, no, I was just a little kid. I was like six or seven years old. Okay, okay. Um, Wild to think about that because that's how old my son is. You know, six. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I was a little tiny. He kid. begs I, us for stuff all the time, so I'm picturing you as that kid now. Oh yeah, totally. I mean, like when I was a kid, you got new games on your birthday and Christmas, and that's it. Like you yeah. didn't nowadays. Like you know, all these free to play games and everything. You can a kid nowadays could get a new game anytime they want. You know, Game Pass. Yeah, yeah, Game Pass or whatever. But when I was a kid, like you thought long and hard about what you were. <laughs> yeah, getting, you know. Yeah. Yep. If you I got a kind stinker, it sucked. Yeah. But you still played it. You had to. You know, because what else are you going to do? Right. <laughs> exactly. Oh, actually, I'm really excited to talk about the next uh, news because the, the finale, I haven't I haven't clicked on the eBay auction yet. Uh-huh. So two unreleased NES games are on eBay, Napoleon and Battlefields. One of them was actually a, I'm trying to remember, was it um. Yeah, don't tell me yet. I haven't clicked on it. So the last I looked, the the auction was at about twelve thousand dollars. This was like a day or two ago, so I'm guessing it went for more than that. So one of the games, if I remember correctly, it was for was it the the glove or something? I'm trying to remember, but unreleased, it like never talked about, never. Uh, you know, this doesn't happen. $29,000, basically, 28877 The Video Game History Foundation was trying to get a hold of these. I don't know if they ended up getting it. Um, I hope so. So, unreleased prototypes with documentation production boards. Rescued from a dumpster after the learning company acquired Bro- uh, Broderbund in 98 and subsequently discarded most of the historical assets. Good lord, that sucks. Um. And these were WADA certified, so um, if that means anything. I was going to say one of the games, yeah, it used, I'm trying to remember what like accessory it used. It might have been the Power Glove or something like that, but it was interesting. So there's cool. not a whole lot known about this game, but what what's because nobody's what ever people, played them, right? Right. What I what a lot of people are hoping is somebody's going to get a hold of these and dump the ROMs for people yeah. to play. Everybody's hoping that. Right. You often <laughs> see prototypes of early games, and those are very rare and sought after. But this is a prototype plus unreleased, like never and finished. Yeah. Like a completed game that's never been released is, I think, even more special, right? Yeah. I mean, obviously, if I had an extra 30 grand, I would love to have these in the collection. But this is like one of a kind items are super cool. Yeah, that is amazing. I, I do hope that somebody gets these and um, 
I don't know, either donates them to the Video Game History Foundation or at least gives them access to dump them and to learn about them and get pictures of all the materials that they came with. Yeah. So I'm looking at the, it, obviously on on eBay, you don't really, you can't see who actually won, but I'm looking at the bidder information from the person who won. Yeah. Um, they, looks it looks like they generally do video game stuff. So. All right. Cool. Well, hopefully we'll hear more about that in the future. Yeah. So the games are Napoleon and Battlefields. Yeah. So. I have no idea. There's like no story as to why they were unreleased or anything. So I'm hoping that information comes out. Well, all, all the box art of the Napoleon game makes it look like it's some kind of strategy game. Oh, right. Yeah. The box art was like completed. Or at least uh, it's like sketched out. Super cool. Probably like an RTS or something. I mean, that that's. That's Actually, cool. there's pictures of the back of the box, so you can see it. Right, yeah. Read. It's on. It literally just finished on eBay. When I put the story up, there was still like a day left. So. Oh, really? Yeah. And the Dude, manual that, pictures that and stuff are really cool. neat. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah, who knows who won this? It could be somebody who just wants to like private it away to their own collection. And sell it but later. Hopefully, yeah, hopefully it'll be somebody who gives access to you know, a, a preservation society of some sort. Neat. That's a really cool yep. story. Yep. Did you hear of any other news? Cause no, that was it. The, the big news that I, I had found was you had already put on there. And it was mostly the analog stuff. Okay. Yeah. And the um, epilogue. Cool. So game of the week. Yeah. Jackie Chan's action kung fu. I'm gonna show if you're watching on YouTube. I'm gonna show the box art. Look at that dude who doesn't look like Jackie Chan at all. <laughs> Still badass though. What's funny too is that the character sprite totally looks like Jackie Chan. Like in oh, the yeah, game, 100%. it looks like Jackie Chan. The box art doesn't look like Jackie Chan. Looks like just some other dude who knows kung fu. So I was looking <laughs> for more information on the original Kung Fu, the black box Kung Fu game, because that was supposed to be a Jackie Chan movie tie-in game, but I couldn't like find oh, really? a story there. Yeah. So the original Kung Fu black box game was supposed to be Jackie Chan. Oh. Um, but I it just ended up not going that direction. Uh also there's a ton of Jackie Chan games, and most of them are terrible. Have you ever played the arcade fighting games? No. They are terrible, but also awesome. <laughs> this, uh, you know, I think is generally accepted as the best Jackie Chan game ever created. I, I mean, having played it, yes, I would agree. I mean, it's a fantastic it, game. It feels good. It looks good. I play. I also went and played the TurboGrafx-16 version, which apparently is the same game with upgraded graphics. It's harder, too, apparently. Uh, it, okay, but it, it looked stupidly good. Like I was yeah. like, "Wow, this this is really showing off the power of the TurboGrafx 16." But the NES version is amazing. Um, I did not end up buying this game, uh, because you know, like I went on it's as like a hundred dollar like, cart. Yeah, yeah I was like, I, I don't know if I really want to play it. And then after playing it, now I know I want to add it to my collection. It's, I think it's a really special NES game. I actually saw it at the Portland Retro Game Expo and thought of you, but they were, like, priced right at market. I was like, nah. Um, so 
this was released in 1990, so later in the lifespan of the NES. It was from Now Production uh, and published by Hudson Soft. So Now Production did games like Adventure Island 2 and 3, not the first one, uh, and Yo Noid. So they had a they had a history of oh, okay. solid titles. Uh, this game... Yo Noid did... is considered a decent game, right? It's, it? it's okay. Yeah, That's I mean, as far Domino's as pizza time from the 90s. Games, yeah. Uh, for those who don't know what Jackie Chan is like, what kind of game it is, it felt to me like uh, Ninja Gaiden Light. It felt like, to me like a cross between Ninja Gaiden and Super Mario Brothers. Like you, you, you jump and sure, you run, kind of more like Mario. Like. Yeah, yeah. But you, you, you also do kung fu. You can punch and you can low kick and you can jump kick. The jump kick in particular is super, like just feels good. Yeah, everything feels it, good actually. It's just it felt good. like a training game for Ninja Gaiden almost. Ninja okay, Gaiden. yeah, all right, cool. That, like, because it was easier, considerably easier. Yeah. Uh, but the the just the way stuff looked and moved and and the and the weapons and the 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 moves that you did and stuff kind of felt that way for me. Yeah, but not Second not necessarily Chan. a bad thing. It was more accessible it, for sure. The sprites are like super big and colorful too. Mm. It really shows off the power of the NES, like. It feels like a late in the generation game because it just like, everything's just so big and colorful and vibrant and it moves fluidly and there's some flicker but you know it's an NES it, like mm -hmm. let's not get too harsh on it looks great feels great I was hoping to find like some magical story about you know interviews about Jackie Chan getting into the game industry and all this stuff and I couldn't find anything no like there was n like maybe if if you can if you know of any documentaries or or uh interviews or anything about this game i would love to read them because stuff like this you know a game that was very highly reviewed got 80s and 90s across the board for the most part not very many negative things to say about it other than maybe some of the audio stuff or um certain things but it's just like a fun experience almost like the kirby's adventure of platforming fighting games for me it was like a more accessible more enjoyable experience uh but the the, the movement was solid all that stuff and it's just not a very talked about game. Like, not very many people no. know about this game. Yeah. Which is sucks because it's a great game. People yeah, and should it's not definitely very, want to play this. Not very long. There's only, like, yeah. what, five or six levels. But the levels are super long. Um, it's still satisfying to beat them. The bosses are easy once you figure out their patterns and stuff. But it's still fun. I don't know. I didn't I beat the it. game, but I did watch a walkthrough. And it was only 30 minutes to get through the game if you know what you're yeah, doing. I got, like, the fourth level. Yeah, and and got stuck, and I was like, "All right, I'm done." <laughs> there, I thought it was funny. It, I I read through the manual. I was like, "Is there anything that I'm missing here?" In the manual, there's a there's literally the code to get 99 continues in the manual, like the wow. secret up up down down B A whatever. It it wasn't the exact same as the Konami code, but it was close. Yeah. And it was really? in the manual. I thought that was pretty funny. They're like, just put it in the manual. Like 99 continues. That's that's gonna let you beat the game pretty easily. Oh, hundred percent. I noticed that, too. Did you notice? Did you do the jumping levels at all? Yeah, yeah. So if you get to like the third or fourth vertical screen and you fall down, you don't die like Mega Man or something. You just fall down to the next screen below. Yeah, and you can continuously do that. I went all the way down back to the beginning, basically, without dying, and you don't take any damage. You just kind of no fall, fall and then you, you have to go back through, which I thought was really unique i had i don't think i've ever seen that in a game where you don't die on a screen yeah. like that hmm. but then they had the vertical ones where you have like the lava below you as you're going up and stuff 
There um, are some auto-scrolling levels in this, which yeah. uh, I don't prefer. Yeah, they're not. But the game handles so well that you almost kind of forget that it's auto-scrolling. You just kind of, you just hold right and keep jumping. <laughs> I did appreciate there was like a vertical auto-scroll with lava below you. I appreciated mm-hmm. that it was just literally platforming that didn't put a bunch of enemies in there to fuck with you. Yeah. Because you have to. There's a good chance that you have to like basically get your sprite off screen above you. And if there was enemies there that you couldn't see, it would be annoying. But there's not. It's just platforming. So I appreciated that. Um, um yeah, go ahead. I, I did uh like I mentioned before, I did check out the uh TurboGrafx 16 version as well. And the graphics are way better on the TurboGrafx 16 version, but it essentially plays the same, but the level designs are different and there's different enemies. Um and one of the things about the level design is that the bonus stages are different. So like mm-hmm. on the on the NES, the bonus stage will be like it's a side-scrolling auto-scroller level where you get a jump from cloud to cloud, and it scores you on how many clouds you touch. But on the Turbo Graphics level, like the cl- you, it, the screen stays still, and the clouds come in, and you get to jump from cloud to cloud on the same screen, and just like it's really interesting. If you like one of the games, I would imagine that you're going to like the other game just as much because it's like the same kind of game but with different stuff going on, which is great. You know, it's like this is almost the perfect scenario for like not a port but like another version on another console because it's just more <laughs> right yeah i mean the the turbo graphics cart like cart only the hue cart only it's like over 100 bucks complete yeah. copies close to 300 so i don't know if i'll ever get a hold of that thing but um it seems like it's quite rare too the last complete copy that price charting has record of was in may and only three copies sold in 2022, two in 2021, four in 2020. Like whenever I see that, I'm like, that's a pretty rare game. And even going back six, seven years, it's still selling for two or 300 bucks. Oh, wow. So I just put the turbo graphics version up so that people can see the difference. But so if you're watching the video version, it's quite a difference in the graphical quality. This is without a doubt though, this is a game that everybody should check out. If you're an NES fan or a turbo graphics fan, I mean, it, the punch, it, so many, like, kung fu-ish games, especially on the NES, like, the punch doesn't feel very good, the kick, like, like there'll be, like, weirdness to it, where you don't know how, like, far away the hitbox goes. It just feels right. right. You know, the punch goes far, the animations all feel good, the jump kick is super fun and satisfying to use. Yeah, man, good stuff. There was... There were some enemies that reminded me a lot of Ninja Gaiden, like the birds and the bats and all that kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah, the tiger. The, I don't think there's a tiger in Ninja Gaiden, but the way it attacks you is just like very annoying, like right. Ninja Gaiden enemies. Yeah, <laughs> but just I don't know. It was it was a less frustrating version of that game to me. Yeah, a lot lot more charm to it too, mm-hmm. but yeah. definitely not as cool. Big ass head. No, not as cool. Big head. Big head. This is the first big head mode. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, it looks like it looks like he's straight out of NBA Jam. Uh, is that it for Jackie Chan? Yeah, I was really trying to find like some historian information on this game or interviews. I couldn't find anything. Yeah, I don't know. It just feels like an under the radar game, right? Yeah. Hudson Soft generally does decent games too, so. All right, so next episode is our Halloween episode, and mm-hmm. we agreed to bring Halloween games to the table, and we kind of like 
hash it out live on air. Do you want to do that now, or do you want to do picks, pickups? I forgot that we were both going to bring some games to the table. That's okay. <laughs> Don't worry about it, because I got three to choose from. Okay, okay, okay. So I'm going to let you choose. All right. Okay. So the first one, this was actually suggested by Miss 5000 Watts. Okay. It, it was her her suggestion so for not a retro. That not that one. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, not <laughs> this one. Uh, haunting starring Poltergeist. This, this setup the for Genesis this game. game. This Genesis is a Genesis game. game. And yeah. the setup for this is you play a ghost that haunts the house and you set traps and try and scare the inhabitants of the house. Uh, okay. This one feels the most Halloween-y to me out of all my picks. Okay. The next one is Splatterhouse for the TurboGrafx-16. Um, with an alternate pick of Splatterhouse 2 for the Genesis if you don't have a way to play Splatterhouse for the TurboGrafx-16. Okay. And my third pick, and actually I can't remember if we've already played this game on the show or not, so maybe I may need a fourth pick, is Ghouls and Ghosts for the Genesis. Did we do Ghouls and Ghosts? I don't think so. I don't think so either. Okay, good. Uh, it's, we're starting to have done so many games that are forgetting what we've done. I just realized I have one to bring to the table. Hold on. Okay. All right. And it is a very obscure game, and you probably would have never heard about it. Hold on. I just need to make sure it is what I thought. So. Uh, Avenging Spirit for the Game Boy. I have and heard might about be this like, game. Yeah. You, you might be like, why? That's like a mobster on the front cover of this game and this actually i believe is getting a re-release but in the game you play as a ghost and you go around and uh i don't know exactly what you do but you're basically a ghost and you go around and you fight people but this doesn't i was just i was it just came to my mind i was like you're playing as a ghost like almost casper style there is also like casper games too for like the snes so i, I looked up footage of this and I, I see a guy playing as a robot vegging ghosts hold on or avenging spirit sorry anyhow yeah so what do you think what, what should we go with oh wait, why maybe you're right um there's also like doom Doom, I'm, I don't know if Doom fits the Halloween theme, though. It's definitely a scary game. I remember being, like, very scared when I first played it. Like, like, But it was more of, like, a jump scare. Like, I've never played a game this realistic before kind of scare. It wasn't, sure. like, Halloween, like, witches and pumpkins and that kind of scary. I'm looking at the haunting. Of, ooh, the haunting game's an isometric game. Not into it? I'm just I'm just watching it for a second. Um, right. I definitely even before I like looked this up, I was like I'm leaning towards Splatterhouse or um, what was the other one? Ghouls and Ghosts. Ghouls and Ghosts. I mean, it's just that that feels appropriate. Ghouls and Ghosts. Ghouls and Ghosts feels appropriate. Splatterhouse feels appropriate too to me. I feel like uh, there's also the Friday the Thirteenth. Which didn't we play one of the Friday the Thirteenth games? Did we play Friday the Thirteenth? Feel like we did. Hold on. Okay, I don't I remember that. Look it up. 
I gotta I have to start a spreadsheet of all the games that we've played because I now I'm like, have we played this game? Have we not? Maybe we haven't. Which is great. It's one of the best things about doing this show is that like the games that I've been exposed to from doing this show. All right. right. I think I'm gonna put in a vote for I don't know, man. I could go anyway on this one. Ghouls and Ghosts, I did play. I had when I was a kid. It was one of my first Genesis games, and it is one of my all-time favorite games. Also it's very a, difficult. It's all, it's mm, Yes, but it, extremely beatable as well. Do we want to play Ghouls and Ghosts or Super Ghouls and Ghosts? Uh, I could go either way on that. Um, Splatterhouse, I've never really put any time into. I've played with it like in emulators just to kind of trick around with it. And it's fun. Um, but I've never really like put any time into it. A lot of people love Splatterhouse too, right? Yeah. Very, very popular game. I think they came out with a PlayStation 3 remake. PlayStation 2. I think it was PlayStation 3. Is the first Splatterhouse only on Turbo Graphics? Only on Turbo Graphics 16. Splatterhouse 2 and 3 are on the Genesis. I think Splatterhouse 3 is a pretty rare game. Splatterhouse on Famicom. They made one for the Famicom? Famicom. Wow. I'm wondering if that's any. But no, no NES. They didn't port it to the NES. No. Interesting. It looks like an NES game, though. They also had the remakes on. Uh, there's a Splatterhouse homebrew for the NES. I imagine that's the Famicom game that just got ported over. Okay. And there's the TurboGrafx 16 game. I don't know, man. This is tough. I I feel like we should stay away from that from Super from Ghouls and Ghosts just because we've been doing so much Nintendo. Okay. Like something obscure. I mean, do we want to do obscure Ghouls and Ghosts? Is a very household name. Definitely. In my opinion. But it's also a very Halloween game. Let's do Splatterhouse. Let's do it. Let's do Splatterhouse yeah. 2. 2? Because do you have a way to play TurboGrafx games? I could figure it out. Okay. Let's do Sprout. Let's start at the beginning of the series then. And we'll leave 2 and 3 open for later. Five years from now. Someday, I think we may have to modify, like the game of the week to be like the series of the week for like sure. stuff like this. Cause Splatterhouse, I don't think is that deep a game that it's going to take you two weeks to suss it out. You, you probably get a full kind of playthrough of, or at least as much playthrough as you want out of your Splatterhouse play mm -hmm. <laughs> to do all three games, you know? Yeah. I've, I mean, I've never played it, so I'm in, I'm interested. All right, let's do Splatterhouse for the TurboGrafx 16. Sweet. All right. Uh, I might also up? check out. I might also check out Splatterhouse too, just to yeah. see. Just a little background knowledge, you know. Games. No, I don't think they are either. Splatterhouse two is a hundred dollar cart. Splatterhouse three is a hundred and fifty dollar cart. Ooh. Ooh. Splatterhouse for the TurboGrafx sixteen is like an eighty dollar Hue card, about one hundred and twenty complete. I might be able to pick up Splatterhouse. I wonder if they have it at the retro game store. I have some credit. All right. Um. I have one pickup. Do you have any pickups? No, I am pickupless. 
Okay, so I got one game, and it's not a very crazy game. I spent $55 on it, plus the, whatever, the ticket for the Retro Game Expo. But I'd been looking for a long time for a solid copy of this. And it is where in time is Carmen Sandiego for the NES? Whoa. I got it. It's it's in real good shape. A lot is of there times. The, an almanac in there? There's an encyclopedia in An here. encyclopedia. Oh, my so God. Times, Look at that. A lot of times when you see this game, this thing is all ripped to hell. Uh-huh. So I saw this and it was in good shape. The price was solid. It has the 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 poster. It has a pencil. And, yeah. And a pencil. And it has <laughs> it had the manual and the Konami registration card too. This is a Konami game. So it's like fully complete. It's in amazing shape. Game's in great wow. shape. It had it had a pencil and a note, a piece of note paper in here from whoever it was playing like, trying to suss out where Carmen went. Right. So where in time? <laughs> um, I don't know. This is one of those weird games. It's not a very good game, but it's I like obscure stuff. So it has like, I don't know if these are codes or what on here. Yeah, there must be some kind of code. There's, there's a story there. Like this is an old ass piece of notebook paper. Yeah, it sure is. That's not so, college rule. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea. That's amazing. What a cool thing. I've never seen that box before. Can you show the yeah. box again? Yep. I think they also have Where in the World is Carmen Sandiego for the NES, too. Also by I Konami? Correctly. Uh, I think so, yeah. it's Because those, exactly those were not Konami games on the PC. Those were made by, like, Broderbund or somebody. Yeah. I'm just looking. Carmen Sandiego for the NES. I just need to make sure that there is two. No. I guess this is the only one. Okay. So I thought for some reason I thought there was where in the world, but this it's where in time. That's amazing. What a what a cool thing because I like I love that it came with the encyclopedia inside of it. Mm -hmm. I, I wonder. So a lot of in, the, in those days, a lot of PC games would come with like a its copy protection was basically that you had to have like a booklet of some sort, and at the beginning of the game it would say, "Okay, turn to page three hundred forty-one." Paragraph four, sentence two, word one, and you had to type that word in to be able to play the game. I wonder if there's anything yeah. like that for an NES game. I can't imagine there would would be for an NES game, but there's definitely passwords. When the kid I mean, wrote them down, maybe because uh, there's search stuff. I'm looking at the back. If you look at the little pictures, there's like little. It's almost. Is that what it looked like on the PC? Um. Maybe that's why it so. didn't get very good reviews is because it was basically just a port and a bad experience on the NES without a keyboard. Maybe. That, that's New very American interesting. Desk Encyclopedia retail value $7.99 included with game. Well, that's handy. I wonder how many of those encyclopedias got used as like reference materials for that kid for the rest of his school career. Yeah. A lot of times you see these and the encyclopedia is just like missing or. Sure. Yeah. Because it probably got like taken out of the box and used to do homework with. This is definitely one of the better conditioned copies I've seen ever. That's a, that's a cool little artifact yeah. there, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It was different. I like I like stuff like that. Carmen so that's San the Diego only pickup I got fun from games. the Retro Expo. That's a cool one, though. I was looking at a few other games, and, like, they just weren't in great shape. The price was, like, right at market. I was like, ah, yeah. I'm not going to. I don't know. People weren't really ruling to budge too much on price on Saturday. Yeah. Wait till a Sunday night to budget price. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, I was like, but I, I don't know. I should have gone back. I feel a little bit of FOMO, but at the same time, I just, it feels good not to spend a bunch of money right now. So, 
I'm with you. All right, I think that's going to do it for this week's episode. Next week, we'll be doing Splatterhouse for the TurboGrafx-16. So get your Jason masks and your 2x4s and get ready to splatter some shit against the wall. It's going to be a 2x4 good time. It's going to be a banging good time. It's going to be a splatter good time. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. (laughs)